Good evening, America. It is 7 p.m. Monday, August 31st, and this is Queer News Tonight, the world's first live LGBTQ daily evening news. It is time to queer up the news. Watch as we bring you these and other stories from the LGBTQ headlines. The VMAs were last night, and Lady Gaga stole both the show and our hearts. And LGBTQ walkaway founder Brandon Strzok harassed after RNC by Black Lives Matter protesters, as he is called faggot. Man to Man releases new guidelines on safe sex and mitigating risk of COVID-19, and new research suggests PrEP users are less likely to use drugs or suffer from sex addiction. Later on this week, It's Happening Out, Wednesday at 8 p.m., we'll, we will discuss if the VMAs matter to the LGBTQ community at all. And then on Thursday at 8 p.m., join us for Gay Town Hall, where the most diverse cast of LGBTQ community members discuss all the latest news and some gossip from around the world. So good evening again, America. It is 7 p.m. Monday, August 31st, 2020, and it's time to queer up the news. We are literally out of the closet and into the headlines. So many of your stories we're going to tell this evening on Queer News Tonight. Tonight on the world's first live daily queer evening news show. Tonight's news about the gay community and the news from an LGBTQ perspective. Are our gay stories important to you? In headlines, politics, entertainment, gay culture, travel, religion, and more. Reported by respected anchors. Out of the closet and into the headlines on Q News Tonight. Well, thank you for joining Queer News tonight. We are live, and this is an unedited news show. It's completely unedited, so anything can happen. This evening, we bring you the news of and a perspective from the LGBTQ community. I'm your anchor, Al Ferguson, and these are my co-anchors, David Hopkins and Dr. Ty Hauser. So let's queer up the news. Tonight we begin with queer headlines. The LGBTQ community in America is diverse. The LGBTQ community around the world is vast, and we bring you the bullet points of queer news for today, Monday, August 31st, 2020. We begin by queering up entertainment. In reporting, the VMAs were last night, and Lady Gaga stole both the show and our hearts. Watch this. On Me won Best Collaboration and Best Song. Gaga accepted the awards rocking masks that were both fashionable and following the current CDC guidelines. All right, I love you. I feel like when we were in the studio, we turned our tears that felt like endless rainfall into diamonds. And I will treasure those diamonds with you forever, honey. On a night that was dedicated to the devastating loss of Chadwick Boseman, Lady Gaga tore the house down. MTV stated that she is one of the most LGBTQ-friendly artists of all time. She wore CDC and downright pandemic-friendly outfits, three of them, in fact, and went on to a delightful nine-minute mini-concert which featured, of all things, a piano in the shape of a brain. 
During her acceptance speech for Artist of the Year, she continued her theme of helping out the CDC, stating, stay safe, speak your mind, and I might sound like a broken record, but wear a mask. Not everything about the show was all fantastic, though as users on Twitter panned both the CGI crowds and the liberal use of lip syncing during what appeared to be many pre-recorded performances. It's true what they say, everyone's a critic. Lots of observations on the VMAs. First of all, um, the CGI crowds were kind of weird, but a lot better than the cardboard cutout fans they have at sporting events, in my opinion. <laughs> um, a lot of people had a lot of great things to say. Gaga is amazing. Um, I'm very thankful she's on our side. She's, she's a great ally. Yeah, I agree with you totally, David, about Gaga. She is, when I, when, when I talk with my friends about who are the divas who are going to be replacing the old divas, Gaga is right there at the top. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, the lip syncing, I'm not surprised because most of the people today have absolutely no talent, can't hold a note unless they are digitally enhanced. So that's just what we get. I was all of last week completely bored leading up to the week of the VMAs of yawn thinking about the VMAs, but I forced myself to watch because of um, uh, Queer News Tonight, and it's happening out, it's going to do a major story about the VMAs. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought what they attempted to do was almost revolutionary in 2020. I hadn't quite seen anything like it before, and even with the digital enhancements of the CGI, and we know the situation of the crowds, um, it was an interesting show, and Lady Gaga, brought the house down, no question about oh, and it. And I, I just want to add too, the weekend brought performing socially distanced to a whole nother level on the roof of that building with blinding lights, it was amazing. So Next week, we're at Vote 2020. President Trump's sister sounds off on his kids. Eric, a moron, Ivanka, a mini Donald. Watch this. When, when that damn Ivanka puts this picture of yeah. the Madonna and child, on Instagram, when we the big news of the day was how kids are being from their ripped families. from their families. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't blame. I never heard of Samantha B before. I couldn't blame what she said. Meanwhile, Eric's become the moron publicly. Um, Ivanka gives a sh. It's all about her. Yeah, she's a mini Donald. She's a mini Donald, and, but yet he's besotted with her. He always has been. She's always been his favorite. President Donald Trump's niece, Mary Trump, released more secretly recorded conversations with the president's sister Friday, in which Marianne Trump Barry can be heard criticizing her niece and nephew. Barry can be heard complaining about Ivanka's conduct and mocking Eric Trump, the president's second son. She pointed out Ivanka's decision to post a photo of herself with one of her children on Instagram, even while the Trump administration was separating children from their families at the southern border. She went on to say she couldn't blame Samantha Bee for calling Ivanka, and I quote, a feckless cunt. I just love the word feckless. Well done. Speaking of cunts, Al, what was your take on this? Um, oh, interesting. Uh, well, we have about eight more weeks to the election, and I hope uh, Mary Trump and, uh, and Donald's sister have uh, at least eight more of these secret tapes. Oh, Mary Trump is turning out to be just as conniving and evil as her brother, but in all the best ways, right? instead of the worst ones, and I love it. <laughs> Next, we queer up the vote 2020. 
LGBTQ walkaway founder Brandon Strock harassed after RNC by BLM protesters called faggot. Watch this. We were exiting the uh, the convention along with a with a large group of people, and there was a small group of BLM uh, hecklers there to harass people as they were walking out. Four of the people who were with the BLM mob that was harassing the majority of the people as they were leaving uh, was walking down the street, uh, crossing us as we were walking back to the hotel, and that's when they started hurling homophobic slurs at us, anti-gay slurs, uh, and then they walked up to Mikey Harlow, spit in. His face. Uh, they called us the uh, anti-gay f-word about three or four times, as you can see in that video. And I have to tell you, Tucker, uh, I've endured anti-gay attacks like this actually dozens of times in my life. It's been probably 10 years at least since something like this happened. What made this one feel really, really different was uh, that this time the attackers get to portray themselves as the victims. Uh, right. Back in the day when we would endure homophobic attacks, at least the people attacking didn't have the nerve to say that they were the victim. Brandon Strock, the founder of the Walk Away campaign, told Tucker Carlson tonight, Friday, that he and a friend faced anti-gay attacks from protesters who gathered outside the White House on the final night of the Republican National Convention. Strzok then issued an open challenge to the media about the incident. Quote, I would like to ask some of those in media, gay people like Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, and Andy Cohen, do you have anything to say about the fact that two gay men were attacked last night by Black Lives Matter? Asked Strzok, who added that, He'd love to know what you think about that now that two people in your community were attacked by this organization. Well, it's, it's an interesting moment um, about Strzok's observation. I don't quite understand his point in terms of how this connects with his support of Donald Trump, however. It's an attack on BLM and certain individuals that happened to be at this protest. He, dov he never, on uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, ever explains the connection of why this is a reason why you would vote for Donald Trump in terms of hashtag walk away. There's always going to be people in any situation who are going to go too far, especially when people are going to fight for the rights and you're one of the people fighting against them. So yeah, they were probably pissed off and they probably called you some names and whether or not it should have been done, I can understand it whether or not it was right. I actually think um, I, while he might not be right to have called out other gay broadcasters, I do think that maybe they should uh, kind of stand up for him in just the way that we would stand up for anyone who faces that kind of abuse, whether we know who they are or not. I mean, clearly this guy likes to stir the pot, so he's doing it on purpose. Um, and maybe we should just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, interesting point, Ty, because tomorrow uh, I am sitting down with Mr. Strzok uh, tomorrow afternoon for an exclusive interview uh, with the queer community, uh, which uh, Queer News Tonight will be airing tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday, so stay tuned. Next week, Queer Up Health and report that Man to Man releases new guidelines on safe sex and mitigating risk of COVID-19. Watch this. Do you have STI symptoms? While COVID-19 restrictions remain in place, if you have symptoms, don't ignore them. Some STI testing clinics, while closed, may provide services in the case of emergencies. Contact your nearest clinic and leave a detailed message with your name and telephone number so a staff member can call you back. On August 27th, the Iris HIV 
Prevention and Sexual Health Awareness Program, Man to Man, published a comprehensive and informative guide on sex amid COVID-19. In response to the pandemic, their advice provides insightful recommendations on safe sexual health practices. The Man to Man guidelines address when to avoid sex, risk reduction, protection, sexual health services, and other resources available. Some of the items highlighted were an emphasis on soap, condoms, and limiting yourself to as few sexual partners as possible. And a collective groan could be heard from single men everywhere, uh, as you can hear. Next week, we're up the USA. LGBTQ activists take part in March on Washington commemorations. Watch this. I'm here to tell everybody that the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community is part of this struggle. We join with Black Lives Matter. We march with you. We, we, we get arrested, we risk arrest, and we get brutalized in support. After all, the gay rights movement was formed because of brutality of the police in a bar known as Stonewall. LGBTQ activists joined tens of thousands of protesters at the Lincoln Memorial on Friday to demand the end of systemic racism and police brutality in one of the largest Black Lives Matter marches of the year. The National Action Network organized the rally, which featured high-profile speakers like the Reverend Al Sharpton, Martin Luther King III, and family members of victims of police brutality. Titled The Commitment March on Washington, the event also served to honor the 57th anniversary of the first March on Washington, where Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Now we'll queer up the world. J.K. Rowling returns Robert F. Kennedy Award after organization condemns her transphobia. J.K. Rowling is willing to put a lot on the line for her transphobia, including returning an award given to her last year by the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Organization. Rowling was unhappy that the organization's president, Carrie Kennedy, daughter of the slain Senator Robert F. Kennedy, publish, publish, publicly admonished the best-selling British author for her transphobic views. Kennedy pointed out how her father's namesake organization has worked extensively to combat homophobia and transphobia, so Rowling's words stood in clear conflict with its mission. Next, we queer up entertainment in reporting Lady Gaga changed drag race forever by defying the show's producers. Sasha Velour and Peppermint have explained recently how season nine of Drag Race kicked off with the Lady Gaga spectacular. With the pop icon walking into the workroom, pause first before lady, uh, later judging the queens on their own Gaga masterpieces. Since then, many judges have joined the queens in the untucked lounge for some great experiences all around for everyone to be involved. Next, we queer up gay culture. Resurfaced medieval tale has an amazing LGBTQ plot twist. A recently resurfaced tale from the 12th century Ireland features a passage where a woman admits to having, quote, playful mating with another woman when she goes before her king to ask who could have impregnated her because she hadn't been with a man in years. This has forced many to reconsider what they know about the time period. If you're wondering who the father of the baby is, the king answered her, and I quote, the woman had made it with a man just before, and the semen which he left with her, she put into your womb in the tumbling, so that was begotten in your womb. Now we'll queer up health. 
PrEP users are less likely to use drugs and suffer from sex addiction. Researchers in the Netherlands found that while the anxiety and depression levels of queer men and trans women did not decrease while taking PrEP, they nonetheless were much, like, much less likely to turn to traditional vices to absolve themselves of their mental anguish. Alcohol use did not decrease in the same way, however. Next, we are going to queer up the USA in reporting that a federal court defies Trump and grants US citizenship to two gay dads uh, and a two-year-old daughter. A federal court in Atlanta recently ruled that Simone Mize Gregg, a two-year-old born through a surrogate in England to a gay couple, is in fact a U.S. citizen who deserves a U.S. passport despite a refusal by the Trump administration's State Department. It's unclear whether the State Department will appeal the ruling. We continue tonight in queering up Vote 2020 and reporting that Jill Biden is teaming up with the Queer Eye cast for a campaign fundraiser. The Fab Five cast Jonathan Van Ness, Bobby Burke, Karamo Brown, Tan Franks and uh, France, and Antonio Porowski recorded a video with Jill Biden ahead of the fundraiser uh, running through issues that may be of concern to voters. Biden's daughter Ashley and several of her grandchildren are also expected to participate in Tuesday's fundraiser, Biden spokesman Michael LaRosa said. Next week, Queer Up the USA. Older LGBTQ workers face special jeopardy from widespread workplace ageism. According to a 2018 AARP survey, about three in five workers have experienced age discrimination in their jobs. A whopping 76% worried that ageism would hurt their job hunting. An analysis of employment data by the Urban Institute and ProPublica found that half of older workers were pushed out of jobs and 90% of them ended up taking a pay cut when they were eventually rehired. Now let's catch up on all the news surrounding COVID-19 with our segment called Quarantine Quickies. The first story tonight is our daily reporting on coronavirus facts, especially important to the LGBTQ community. First, we begin with reporting on coronavirus case numbers. Based on standard acceptance of population the L of the LGBTQ community, the world's LGBTQ COVID-19 cases stand at 1,781,441, while America's LGBTQ COVID-19 cases stand at 432,000. 537. We remind you that America is ground zero of this pandemic. The USA is just 4.4% of the world's population, and today America is 24.2% of all of the world's cases. Next, we report on coronavirus deaths. The world's LGBTQ COVID-19 deaths now stand at 59,610, while America's LGBTQ COVID-19 deaths stand at 13,111. The USA is 22% of all of the world's deaths. Quarantine Quickies. Chris Wallace grills Laura Trump on RNC being a super spreader event. Watch this. Some health officials say, you know, I mean, the fact is you did stack the chairs right next to each other. Some health officials say this has the potential to be a super spreader event. 
Yeah, well, it was an outdoor venue, and I'll remind everybody that the, the folks that were spitting in the faces of, of our, our people leaving the, the convention that night uh, were not social distancing. It, it was an absolutely disgusting display. The next day, there were, you know, thousands of people on the, the National Mall all packed together as well. The closing night of President Donald Trump's Republican National Convention in front of a huge crowd at the White House last Thursday was meant to project a show of force against the Democrats' virtual convention the week before. However, the TV ratings for the RNC were down compared to the DNC across the board, and now the Trump campaign is being accused of holding yet another super spreader event. Chris Wallace spoke with Laura Trump and was blunt in his assessment that the White House did not follow safety protocols such as social distancing. However, when press, she deflected to the protesters outside, saying if they didn't play by the same rules, then they have to stop talking about it. Some might suggest that a sitting president be held to a higher standard than random protesters, a point Wallace did not make. <laughs> if you want to have a leader, you got to lead. And I think, what the, uh, I think what the RNC has proven through all of this is they don't want to leave. They just want to play like the kids in the street. You heard Laura Trump's uh, sound loud and clear. We're not going to answer the question that we're a super spreader. We're going to blame, blame, blame someone else. Not to mention that protest in front of the Lincoln Mall. Almost everybody was masked up. People were seated, spaced out. Very different than the RNC. Mm, yeah. Uh, next on our quarantine quickies, 36 states report a total of 8,700 COVID-19 cases at colleges and universities as country surpasses 6 million. A return to campus for the new academic year has colleges and universities struggling to both contain outbreaks of COVID-19 and enforce policies meant to prevent its spread. Since classes started on August 19th, 1,200 students at the University of Alabama have tested positive for the virus. The university system's website showed Saturday. Classes at the University of Dayton will continue online for at least two weeks after the school reported 116 cases on Thursday and then another 148 on Friday. Meanwhile, over the weekend, the United States crossed 6 million cases, almost double the second closest country, Brazil. In Quarantine Quickies, we report the head of the FDA has raised the idea of an early approval for an eventual vaccine. The head of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration raised the possibility in an interview published Sunday that a future vaccine against the coronavirus might be given emergency approval before the end of trials, designed to ensure its safety and effectiveness. A request for such extraordinary approval would have to come from the vaccine developer. In particular, the lengthy progress of phase three of the vaccine, which involves testing for a long-term side effect and risk factors from taking the vaccine. The data of trials is not expected to be known for several more months. At Happening Out Television Network, we are broadcasting our, on our brand new set in partnership with the Sunshine Cathedral, the world's largest queer church in Fort Lauderdale, Wilton Manors, Florida. We joke, the gayest place on planet Earth. Our support of their Sunday celebration is the largest LGBTQ religious broadcast in the world every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. We encourage you to tune in. Sunshine Cathedral is my queer church. Watch this.
I'm Phil McChesney, chair of the Sunshine Cathedral Foundation, and the Sunshine Cathedral is my queer church. We'd also like to thank our set designer, Concepto Modern Living here in Fort Lauderdale, for making this set in this amazing queer church campus possible. Welcome to week two of Queer Money Talks, where every Monday we will take viewer questions about finance and the economy and ask our expert to weigh in so that you, the LGBTQ community, can be more confident with your money. We are proud to have Queer News Tonight's contributor, David Treese, joining us tonight. With 30 years of experience, David works as a fee-based investment advisor representative with an accredited investment fiduciary. He understands financial markets and is an expert in financial planning, especially for the gay community. David has been featured in the Miami Herald, Sun Sentinel, PBS's nightly business report, the Washington Post, and on NBC6 in an Emmy award-winning series about his work. But to user, uh, to our viewer questions, we would love to get your take on a story that we covered just earlier tonight uh, about older LGBTQ workers facing more and more ageism in the workplace, costing them their jobs. What can you do if you're older and suddenly your income disappears? What are you recommending to older LGBTQ members of our community? It's always sad when something like this happens. In every recession, it seems like the older workers are often more at risk of being let go. Often they may be making more money too, so that's one of the reasons. The big thing we like to say in financial planning is be prepared. We went through this in 2007, 2008, the Great Recession, and we tell people to have an emergency backup, that is to have emergency savings. We used to say three to six months, but because that recession was so severe, we've kind of changed it to say six to nine months of emergency money. And I know that may seem like a lot, but things go wrong, like losing a job. And if it's in a recession like now, it can be hard to get a new one. So say try to be prepared as much as possible. That also includes, as you get older, to try to reduce debts and lower your expenses. Then if you're not so prepared and this happens, we definitely want you to make good decisions. And so we look at where you can cut back Part of our advice often as we get closer to retirement is to tell um, our, our prospective retirees to downsize, to reduce all of your expenses, that maybe some of the fancy things that you enjoyed when you were younger, you can let go. And there's a big emotional element to it, but what we really want you to have is peace of mind. So we want you to reduce your spending, and this emotional element is so strong, we want to make sure you don't make bad decisions. For example, get into high interest loans or that you don't cash out a retirement plan before 59 and a half. This year that 10% penalty is waived, but um, we want to make sure that you don't make those kinds of decisions. And sometimes if somebody is so far behind, I will say without any shame, if you need to just go to court and say, I'm gonna start over, I've given that advice before 2007, 2008. We had even people who seemed to be relatively well positioned. They owned several homes, but they were all underwater. They all went bad. And if David, you need to. David, I want to make sure that I, I resummarize the two sound bites that I really hear that are super important for older LGBTQ community. Your first recommendation is to try to get yourself to the point of having six to nine months savings yes. uh, uh, that provides a, uh, a safety net for you. 
and second, uh, as you get older, to begin to downsize and start to minimize normal expenses that you would do that you don't feel like you need to do anymore. That's correct. Yes, we do plans and we try to really forecast that you're not going to run out of money. And if you're wealthy enough, maybe that's not going to be an issue. For a lot of people, that's, that is a concern. People underestimate their longevity too. So we want to make sure that uh, you're not going to have problems when you're older. Well, David, I don't know about you, but I'm going to live to 124, so I've got to plan my money that's very, true. very, very well. <laughs> um, we have some viewer questions tonight. Uh, and uh, David, let's start with you. Yes, yeah, starting off of yours, asked, what are the hurdles that come with first-time home buying? Well, you know, that's a great question because this, when you're young, this is one of your first opportunities to make a terrible mistake. So we want to make sure that you do your homework because this is going to be, at that point in your life, probably the largest purchase and the biggest expense that you've had. So we want to make sure that you do your homework, that you know what you're getting into. One of the things we like to point out is your long-term financial success doesn't have as much to do with buying one stock or uh, over another or one mutual fund over another. It's not making huge mistakes like getting into too much debt. That happened to, again, a lot of people in 2007 and 2008. So know what you can afford and try to understand what the expenses will be if you've always been renting or living with your parents, then you've never had to pay property taxes or uh, property insurance. And there may be all sorts of different kinds of insurance. So really try to study what this is going to cost you and make sure, again, you've got a cushion. David, I'm, I'm curious as you say that, you're gay, of course, uh, and you're advising uh, uh, our viewers, which are in the LGBTQ community. Have you noticed in your career, is there any difference in the LGBTQ community versus uh, outside of our community in spending or getting into debt? Uh, do, we, do we do it easier or is it the same or we do better? Have you, have you noticed one way or another? You know, there are uh, some differences. A lot of it has to do with like the lack of marriage rights and for couples, things like that. Um, I think that uh, sometimes it's just normal human nature that you want to spend, and, and I'm not sure that that's particular to the LGBT community. Uh, so I do think that we need more financial education, and that's certainly true in the LGBT community as well. So uh, I'm not going to say that we're better or worse than anybody, but we definitely need to, to be educated. You, you also said something related to this viewer's question that I want to draw attention to, uh, which I wouldn't have necessarily thought of. Uh, in the purchase of your first home, if you're an LGBT uh, member of our community, your purchase or your pursuing purchase, it could be a five-year plan to purchase a house, you're recommending a financial planner in addition to a real estate agent. It's both uh, things are very important. Some of this you may be able to do on your own if you really study this, but we give this uh, kind of a, an analysis and opinion all the time to our our clients, can you afford this? Is this too much? What do you need to look at? I have people all the time, even who are older LGBT people, who say, I don't want to own a house anymore. I want to let it go and I'm just going to rent for the rest of my life. And we'll do those calculations and that can be a reasonable decision. You don't have to necessarily own a home forever. So it's, we just look at what you want and how you can reach your goals. Okay, we have another uh, viewer question Ty's gonna ask. Sure, we have a viewer who asks, why should I diversify my stocks? Diversification is really for risk control. 
So the idea is not to put all of your eggs in one basket. If you have just one stock, it could go through the roof or it could go bankrupt and you could lose everything. So that's also the nature of mutual funds, which are basically baskets of, of stocks. You could have you know, 100 different um, stocks within one mutual fund. Now, the interesting thing about that is you still have to know, am I diversified? What does diversification mean? And maybe do you even want to be diversified? If you're younger and you're really trying to grow for the long term, you might not want bonds, which are gonna be very conservative and kind of a drag on your portfolio. So you may wanna be completely growth oriented. It depends a little bit on your risk tolerance and your time frame. Generally, as we get older, we want to control the risk. And so then you do want more diversification. Hmm. And uh, David, another question. Yeah, another uh, viewer has asked, I have never saved money before, where do I start? Uh, this is, I'm gonna get on my soapbox here. We want people to save, obviously, and the more you can automate it, the better. So if you're working and you've got access to a group retirement plan, like a 401k plan or a 403b plan, please set that up so that it comes out of your paycheck. You don't even get a chance to spend it. You don't even see it. It may even be pre-tax if you're not doing a Roth choice. And then this will grow for you. I have had people um, just set up a small amount and over the years, they're just amazed at how quickly it will grow. You, if you don't have a, uh, access to a group plan, you can still do something on your own. You can do a simple IRA. Um, you could do a, a Roth IRA, have something deducted automatically from a checking or a savings account and have it be invested for you. One thing I'll make a distinction about is the difference between saving and investing. Saving is money that we want you to have as your emergency money. It may be in a money market, a savings account. Um, the investing tends to be longer term, so I kind of make that distinction. But we definitely want you to start saving, and the best way is to automate it, especially if it's through a group plan, especially if you get a match from your employer. That's free money, and you always want to get that. And again, in terms of soundbite, David, from what I just heard, it's never too early being a first-time saver, whether you're very young or where you're at in your life. It is a commitment to save to start to save? The earlier the better because the most important principle in finance is compounding and so yeah. that's a function of time. The earlier you start, the better. However, I say to everybody, th there's a lot of emotional issues with money. We deal with money shame, money silence, uh, people who are older and don't have as much as they think they should have accumulated. Wherever you are, you have to get started then and then just move forward, but you still always want to save so that you've got well, your Well, David, you've uh, ruined my joke because I was <laughs> going to money shame the joke that it's too late for Ty, but uh, <laughs> you said, don't money shame. I can't tell that really funny joke that I was going to tell. Uh, but maybe next week we'll, uh, we'll work on funny. To that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, week two. Uh, this is an interesting new segment that we're doing at Queer News tonight called Queer Money Talks. And we look forward to having you back next week as well uh, with more expert advice for the LGBTQ community and getting very specific for our specific needs. You heard tonight David's reference to how money saving and investment may be different because you're not married or it's two, uh, two partners. Uh, that mm -hmm. uh, don't have legal contract, etc. So thank you for your time tonight, and we'll uh, welcome you back next Monday. 
Thanks for having me. All righty. Next, we have a presentation we have prepared for all of our nerds in the audience tonight, <laughs> including myself. Okay, I admit. We hope you enjoyed this special photo essay uh, of the top hottest men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We had great debate in production, and here's what we concluded. And uh, not to give too much of a spoiler, but stay tuned for number one because uh, it is on everyone's mind this evening. Watch this. The Hottest Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, presented by Queer News Tonight, Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, Mike Coulter, Luke Cage, Chris Pratt, Peter Quill, Star-Lord, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, Iron Man, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Michael B. Jordan, Judaka, Eric Kelmonger, Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, Captain America, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, and Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. Nice. Good job. We end tonight's broadcast with The Big Finish. These are short story mentions of LGBTQ news or news with a gay perspective. So here we go, first on Queer News Tonight, The Big Finish. Chadwick Boseman, as you just saw, our number one, the star of Black Panther, has passed away from cancer. He was only 43. You know, Chadwick was a phenomenal actor, a Hollywood icon, and a role model for so many people. Wakanda forever. Uh, I, know, I know you're a big fan, David, and uh, while I don't really know much about him, I can tell you that he's a beautiful man. <laughs> well, that's an important part of it. Uh, he is the living embodiment of Black Lives Matter uh, this weekend. Uh, when I first heard the news, what came to my mind was an image I once saw of him visiting terminally ill children in a hospital in 2018, a full two years after his own diagnosis. He kept his diagnosis and his treatments a complete secret through seven movies. Even when shackled with this disease, his spirit refused to yield, and now he is free. Rest in peace, Mr. Bosman. You truly were a king. The big finish. Bella Thorne. Whew, she is charged $200 for a nude picture uh, for um, her OnlyFans, but she lied. She wasn't nude. So I'm going to borrow David's soapbox right now because this has affected a lot of my friends. Um, this has caused OnlyFans to change their policies. You could do the pay-per-message thing, and a lot of people made a lot of money, and they have now capped that at $50 because of her charging all these people $200, and then they demanded refunds. Not only that, they've changed how often you get paid. Instead of getting paid weekly, these people are now getting their paychecks they live off of once a month. So, uh, Bella, take your Hollywood privilege and just start your own website and get out of other people's lives. I can almost assure you, <laughs> Ty is not one of the people that was cheated out of. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if I knew that people would pay $200 for naked pictures, I would totally 
they wouldn't pay two hundred dollars. No, they. Pictures, they uh, you'd it, be surprised. It, I, you were building up to a joke that was <laughs> yeah, definitely no, not it going just anywhere. Falls flat like my sex life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, what you might not know is Mrs. Thorne is actually from South Florida, meaning once again. Florida screws something up amazing for everyone else, as David just explained to you. And all I can say is, we're very sorry, America, again. I just hope I don't have to say this on the big finish on Wednesday, November 4th. Mm. That'd really be screwing a lot of people over. <laughs> the big finish. A third man, oh, I love this story, steps forward to accuse Falwell, are you getting ready for the picture? of sexual misconduct. He was a student at the time. So this is guy number three. Damn! Yeah, guy Damn. number one and two were a pool boy and a lawyer who the Falwells bought a gay resort and put them in charge of. Hmm. Now there's this tennis instructor who the Falwells bought a $2 million tennis resort for. I mean, hey, Sounds Jerry, like Linda, like, Thrones. call me, okay? I, can... I, feel like, I feel like Falwell's setting up my OnlyFans account for me. <laughs> like, I, I think I just need some phone numbers and we can have this going. The lawyer I haven't seen yet, but if he looks like the other two, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that in a church. Again. <laughs> totally in. <laughs> that picture reminds me of the Game of Thrones, along with David's explanation. At, this, uh, at the rate this is going, if I ate popcorn for amusement every time one of these strapping young men come forward, I'm going to be back to 500 pounds in no time. The big finish. Hurricane Laura destroys a Confederate monument, a monument after officials vote to keep it. Yeah, every cloud has a silver lining. Apparently, Hurricane Laura's silver lining was she was a social justice warrior. <laughs> you know, I saw Trump's acceptance speech, and he actually uh, talked about how great it was that he was going to find people who uh, tear down monuments. So I wonder who he's going to find here. Yeah, God. Yeah, probably God. That was one hurricane he should have nuked. And speaking of that, some say God really hates our LGBTQ community. I believe this is God saying, no, but bigotry can go ahead and blow me. Get it? <laughs> Get it? Good job, God. Wah, wah, wah. The big finish. <laughs> Trump makes no mention at all of LGBTQ people in his Republican National Convention. Yeah, as we've covered time after time after time on Q News, Trump never shuts up. It says a lot more when he doesn't talk about something than when he does. And it's like he doesn't want to talk about us. He doesn't want to bring us out. He doesn't want to show us off. Uh, his supporters don't want to know anything about us. But they'd really like our money, and they'd really like to say that he's the best president we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. He's the greatest LGBTQ president in history. That's their soundbite. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, for one, am happy that nothing LGBTQ was coming out of his mouth. A little pun. He just proved... <laughs> In this election, once and for all, silence is ignorance. Mm -hmm. The big finish. Have you heard? A monster-sized snapping turtle weighing 100 pounds has been found in Florida. You know, long before I was a flaming homosexual, I grew up redneck here in South Florida. And I've seen plenty of huge alligator snapping turtles, but they aren't quite this big. They can easily take off a finger or toe, and I still feel safer with them than I do most Republicans. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a, I'm a host at Gay Town Hall on Thursday nights, and, and several times Al has snapped at me. But I've never thought about having him as soup. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. We may have a lot of problems, but I swear with Hialeah, 20-foot snakes in the Everglades that swallow alligators, giant lizards, crazy-as-fuck-gun-toting Floridians, an unnatural mix of New York and rural Confederate DNA, and above all, Marco Rubio, Ron DeSantis, and some guy whose home address is Mar-a-Lago, the world really must think we are a third world country called Florida. And I, I just have to say, for those of you not in South Florida, Hialeah is like our elephant graveyard from The Lion King. <laughs> like, that's the place where you must never go. So just for some clarification. Oh, we're going to get some complaints. Oh, we're going to get I love you, Hialeah. Hialeah uh, <laughs> Pride's amazing, you, though. And that is today's news for the LGBTQ community on the world's first daily LGBTQ evening news show. Remember, if it's important to the LGBTQ community, it's important to Queer News Tonight. But you must help us. Click subscribe on YouTube and share this news. I, I'm sorry, uh, our executive producer is telling me that the mayor of Hialeah, Florida is on the phone. <laughs> uh, we are literally out of the closet and into the headlines, and this is the only source of live LGBTQ news in the world. Your community needs your support. You are not alone, even in Hialeah. We'll get through this crisis. <laughs> we are here with you, and this is Queer News Tonight. So thank you for joining us. I'm Al Ferguson, and on behalf of Dr. Dr. Ty Hauser, and not Dr. David Hopkins. <laughs> it's probably my last night here once Miami calls. Yes, we, uh, Hialeah calls. Uh, we are here every night and tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Good night, America. Thank you.